Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming workshop that I'm running called the To-Do List Makeover. It's a two-hour workshop happening this Saturday, uh, January 25th, that will teach you a system to get more done, get more of the things you really want to get done, done. Uh, without sacrificing your self-care and, you know, really with an emphasis on doing things that you want to do your way and on your terms. If you'd like to join me for that workshop, you can find out more at maraglatzel.com backslash to do, or send me a note and I'll hook you up. Today, we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is what happens after we ask for what we need. Now, if you're anything like me, asking for what you need can be really challenging, especially when you have even the slightest inkling that the other person doesn't want to give you what you need (laughs) or doesn't have the capacity to give you what you need. Or, you know, you haven't even asked them, but you're reading their mind and you're thinking, well, they've got a lot going on. They don't want to be bothered with my inconvenient needs. And so you make yourself small, um, in advance, you know, uh, you, you kind of compromise your needs in advance without even broaching the topic with them. And, this this topic is really important because it's one of the main things that stands between us and asking for what we need and therefore stands between us and receiving what we need, getting what we need. Because as we've talked about a million times on this podcast, it is nearly impossible to get what you need without asking for it. Whether you're asking yourself or you're asking somebody else, um, 
you know, nobody's here to read your mind, unfortunately. So what happens? So say we gear ourselves up to ask for something and the other person who we've asked has a shitty response. They're angry. They're frustrated. They, you know, let me clarify what we might perceive as a shitty response. The whole point here is that they are allowed to respond in whatever way that they, that they do. Um, but you know, we, we, we may want a response that's more like, Oh, sure. Of course. No problem. Oh yeah. Take that rest. You've really earned it. Um, I've got this. It's totally handled. No worries. You go do your thing. And anything less than that, even the slight pause or, um, you know, breath where they might be thinking about whether or not that's feasible can be perceived as a no, can be perceived as you don't deserve that, can be perceived in this negative way. And in that perception, The story that we might be telling ourselves, what we might be making that mean is I, my needs aren't valid. I don't, this person thinks I don't deserve to have this need. I shouldn't have even asked. I, you know, put myself out there, made myself unnecessarily vulnerable. Now, you know, it's not safe for me to ask for what I need. There's no room for me to ask for what I need. All of these stories that we tell ourselves about our needs based on that other person's no. So I wanted to to um, pull this apart today because I think that there there's so much um, room for misinterpretation that happens in this vulnerable space of the moments after you you bring yourself to ask for what you need and that we need a lot of clarity and we need a lot of support so that we can uh, brave that discomfort and hold our own, hold our ground, hold our center and um, and remain on our own side, even when it might feel scary to do so. So... Our responsibility in this world, our job is to ask for what we need, full stop. We are here to be in our bodies, be at the epicenter of our lives, and take stock of what is needed and, you know, resource ourselves, both through our own actions, our own tending, but also through asking for support, asking for the connection, asking for the community that we require in order to feel good. In order to, to, to do, you know, have the energy, have the capacity, have the wherewithal to do the things that we want to do. And, you know, so our job is to ask for what we need and to receive gracefully and gratefully without um, micromanaging the, 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 you know, the response to our ask. And when we think about from a boundary perspective, what is and what is not our responsibility, our responsibility are our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our reactions, the consequences of our actions, and everybody else's responsibility are their thoughts, you know, actions, reactions, consequences of their actions, so on and so forth. So other people's reactions to us are not our responsibility. Similarly, 
Nobody owes us a certain kind of reaction. A certain kind of reaction doesn't mean that somebody loves us more or less, doesn't mean that our need is good or not, you know, is not a referendum on our worth. When we ask for what we need in a, you know, in a, in a healthy relationship where this is happening on a more oft occurring basis. And, you know, this is something to work towards for those of us who maybe don't feel like we're here yet. But in a healthy relationship, um, a relationship where both people are in good working order, what happens is I make an ask and the person on the other side of the relationship uh, makes a determination about whether or not they have the bandwidth, capacity, inner resources to current capacity, you know, to, to say yes, to help me with what I need to support me in the ways that I'm, I'm looking for, to be there for me, or to join me in whatever it is that I'm, you know, inviting them to join. And so when they're doing that assessment, that assessment has very little to do with me and everything to do with their current capacity. So, you know, maybe I say to a friend, Hey, do you want to go to that book reading? Um, hey, do you want to go to the movies with me? Hey, do you want to go to this party with me? And my friend says, ah, oh, you know, actually, um, I'm not, you know, I wish I could, but I'm not going to be able to do it this week. That reaction doesn't mean I shouldn't have asked doesn't mean that they're not interested in hanging out with me, doesn't mean that they don't think I'm worth spending time with. It means that they have, in that moment, taken stock of their energy and their capacity, and they have made an assessment about what they are available for, right? What they are available for. And so they've responded and said, unfortunately, I'm not available for that right now. Now, here's where things go awry. Things go awry in the meaning making. Things go awry the minute that that statement has been uttered. And now I might feel crushed because, you know, maybe, maybe I had to make myself really uncomfortable to ask. Maybe I had to make myself really vulnerable. Maybe I, you know, really put myself out there and now I feel crushed that that person doesn't doesn't want to do or isn't able to do what I want them to do. Um, you know, and and in that that feeling crushed, I might make a whole story out of it. You never um wanna XYZ thing. You think that I'm too much, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, all of these ways that we make this this meaning of somebody else's limited capacity to say yes to what we what we want or need. This is further compounded um depending on you know how vulnerable we we are making ourselves when we make that ask. You know, especially when this takes place in 
relationships that have long-standing entrenched patterns where we might do a lot of mind reading because we anticipate that because we know that person, we really already know what they're thinking or what they're feeling. We already know, you know, what they want to say yes to, what they don't. Um, we're, we're instead of taking each conversation and each moment as a new moment for, for possibility, when we're talking in a relationship that has long entrenched patterns, it can be really challenging not to say, you know, well, all of these occurrences up until this point will lead me to believe that this is what you want from me. This is who, you know, how you're interested in me and you're not game for all of these other things that I might want to do. And so, you know, when I want to do one of those things, like say, um, there's an intimate partner relationship where, uh, there's a longstanding pattern of, um, not having a lot of intimacy. You know, I work with a lot of people who feel this way after having kids or something like that, you know, where things are really busy and a lot of time goes by and it becomes the norm, uh, to not seek out that kind of interaction with one another. And, you know, sometimes when we're, again, making meaning out of that, that might feel like rejection, that might feel like disinterest, we may make a whole story about, well, you know, if I were in a different body, if I were, I don't know, wore sexier lingerie, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I, then this person would be interested. And we're, we're already primed to feel vulnerable because it's a vulnerable act to put yourself out there, especially in an intimate capacity, either emotionally, sexually, whatever. When there's intimacy involved, it can feel really uncomfortable to put your, you know, your most private self out. And when it comes to asking for what we need, for so many of us, we carry lived experiences where we were made to believe that our needs didn't matter or mattered less than everyone else. And so even letting somebody in to see us as being needy, being quote unquote weak, being um, human, can feel uncomfortable because if we on any level are telling ourselves the story that we are only lovable when we've got it all together, we're doing it perfectly, we're doing everything for everyone, um, we're making it easy to love us, that if we have any of those stories going on, you know, cracking open that door and letting people see us as we are, letting people sit next to our mess, Letting people experience our humanity can feel like such a vulnerable and intimate act. So in those situations, of course, you know, it's like you have expended all of your energy to even get to the ask. You have expended all of your energy to get you from here to there. And then you don't have any energy left to hold yourself together to mitigate the fallout from another perceived rejection. But this is where some of our best work can be done in our relationship with ourselves. This is where we can support ourselves and hold ourselves and hold ourselves accountable to not having those runaway stories, that runaway meaning making that makes us feel terrible. Terrible. 
Those few moments after an ask are ripe for either building, rebuilding, or tearing down self-trust. Those are the moments where, you know, it's a true test of whether or not we're going to abandon ourselves based on somebody else's opinion of us or our perceived, you know, somebody else's opinion of us. Because as we've said, you know, somebody saying yes or no is not a referendum on our worth. It, you know, optimally is an analysis of their capacity to say yes or no. So, you know, <laughs> going back to that, uh, the sex, um, the sex example. So what that looks like is, you know, it's been a while. It's uncomfortable. I'm noticing I'm really, you know, interested in having sex with my partner. I come to the conversation based on that need and put myself out there and say, you know, Hey, I would love to have some kind of date with you, or I'm interested, you know, hit on them a little bit. And, and then they say yes or no based on their capacity. And, you know, keeping in mind that this is vulnerable for them too. They have a whole thing going on in their mind, in their heart, in their emotional field that has something to do with you because it's, you know, kind of an adjacent issue, right? It's having sex with you, not, you know, having sex with some other person. But, you know, they might have a whole thing going on that has very little to do with you. So what can we do in those few moments? What reminders do we need when we've made ourselves so vulnerable, when we've brought ourselves to the brink of asking for something that we really want and need, and we feel as though we might just completely fall apart if we don't get an immediate positive response? So no one owes you or me an immediate positive response when you ask for what you want and need. It is not their job to reassure you that you are allowed to have needs. You are allowed to have needs. Validating your needs, validating your enoughness, validating your worth as a human being is an inside job. That is not something that you can afford to outsource. If you've been outsourcing it, it's not something that you can afford to outsource for a single second more. Because that's like handing your most vulnerable and special thing to somebody else and, you know, expecting that they take care of it like it's their most vulnerable and special thing. Well, each of us has this most vulnerable and special thing. So, you know, by definition, uh, it's nobody else's job to put us before themselves. So when we come to the ask, we when we're coming to the ask from both being in good working order, we're coming to that ask with, you know, hey, this is what I need. Hey, uh, you know, I hear you. I see you. I, you know, validate your, uh, you know, ability to have needs, um, but I'm not available for that right now. 
And that that's not fraught necessarily. That's not heavy necessarily. That's a conversation about, Hey, this is what I need. This is what I have the capacity for. And, you know, if, if we don't have that, you know, one of us doesn't have the capacity for meeting the other person where they're at right now. So, you know, maybe we can say, well, how about this would work for me much better? You know, I would love for you to go to this party with me. I actually can't go to this party because I'm exhausted from a long week. How about going to brunch on Sunday instead? I really need you to uh, help me put together this IKEA crib. Um, I have my hands full in this exact moment, but if you know we can do it X Y Z time, then then I'm available then. Right. So you can see how the 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 drama. Um, the volume on the drama is really turned down when it stops being, you know, we stop making so much meaning out of everything that maybe wasn't there, that isn't there. Um, but that, you know, because we feel vulnerable, we are bringing to the situation. So, during those moments after an ask, whether or not you receive a positive response, what can you do to support yourself? You know, I'm a big fan of affirmation, self-affirmation. I'm a big fan of holding yourself, reminding yourself, being supportive of yourself in whatever way feels really good to you and being as generous with that as you can possibly be. You know, so often people come to conversation with me and say, well, you know, is is it bad that I need to be told that I'm doing a good job 700 times a day? I feel so embarrassed. I feel like, you know, I should need less reminders. I should need less affirmation. And, you know, whether or not you should, I'm not really in the business of, of shoulding. You know, I think that we have an opportunity to be as generous with ourselves as we need to be. We have this beautiful um, resource in our relationship with ourselves to be held in the way that we might dream of being held by somebody else, to be loved in a way that is totally unconditional, to have our own back all of the time, whether or not we disappoint ourselves, whether or not we're embarrassing, whether or not we're, you know, making ourselves totally vulnerable, whether or not we're rejected. And this is why I'm constantly talking about building and rebuilding your relationship with yourself, because I see this relationship as the most powerful tool the most powerful vehicle for change, the staunchest and most unyielding support system that I have access to in my life, bar none. So, you know, in the in the aftermath of the ask, whether or not somebody has said yes to you, whether or not somebody has treated you kindly, you have the opportunity to affirm for yourself that you are a human with needs, that you are allowed to be a human with needs, that you are allowed to ask for what you need out loud and in the presence of another person, and that you are good. Your needs are good whether or not somebody has the capacity to meet them with you right now. Thank you. Thanks 
for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy toolkit, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week.